Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome back to Dad Tales Podcast. I am Leon, father to Ava who is seven and Noah who is five. And my name's Andy and I'm a dad to three girls, Ellie who's 21, Lex who's 15 and Andy who's eight. So together we're going to take a light-hearted look at parenting from a dad's point of view. We hope you enjoy. Good evening, Leon. Good evening, Andy. It's that day again. What day is that then? Happy Dad Tales Day. Uh, happy Dad Tales Day to you, my friend, as well. How's your week been? Been good. Nothing much to report on, but how's your week been? It's good. Again, nothing much to report on, and I'm so conscious that last week I literally bored myself by us talking about how we fold our clothes on the washing line to, in great detail. So I'm conscious we don't go down that street again tonight. We're modern men, mate. That's what we are, modern men. Go back 30 years, we'll get men folding washing. No, but we always said this is just about two guys generally talking. If we were talking in a pub, would we be talking about how we fold our laundry and wash your line? Yes, we would. <laughs> we'd talk longer about it as well. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It might have got into a fist fight at some point. Yeah, right. Anyway, we digress as per usual. Straight off the bat, we're digressing already. Right. How's your um, project going on, Andy? How are you getting on? Yeah, we have got a bit of admin to kind of cover, haven't we? So last week... We hit a challenge, or you hit the challenge, really, didn't you? Lego challenge, you versus me. No planning, just straight in. What have you got in your box of Lego? I mean, I don't want to give too much away because we are going to put this out to the poll of what we've managed to build. And all I'm going to say is you're going down, mate. I've got the most confidence in my children that we've built something that's worthy of a competition. Well, like I say, only time will tell. Is there a forfeit for this, for loser? I chose the challenge, you choose the forfeit. I'm that confident that, so choose whatever you want because you're going to be doing it anyway. Right, so the forfeit is the loser gets £500 from the other person. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This obviously goes out Thursday. Regardless when you're listening to this, there has been teasers out all week on which is the best model. And so get involved. We're going to keep the polling open. We're going to keep it open until... Put them on on Thursday. Let it run for a whole week. The other one is... Why do we let our listeners, we've got behind the curtain, film on a Sunday, why do we put some out for people to say what the forfeit's going to be and let them choose our forfeit? Oof, that's a dangerous game, isn't it? It keeps our listeners entertained doing it anyway because you're going to lose. Yeah, I'm up with that. Let's do it. Let's get straight into this week's topic. What is it then, Andy? Tell us all about this week's topic. This week's topic, we're going to talk about school transitions and mixing with other schools. So how you make the transition, what it's all about, thought process that goes into it. Is it full of nerves? Is it full of excitement? So we've asked the kids, we'll give some of our own insights into when we've moved schools and things. Do you want to go first? Yeah, you can do so. I asked both mine, obviously, because I've got two children, just asked them both. I didn't want to leave one out. But start with Noah. He's really looking forward to going to a bigger school. He says it's because it makes him more grown up. So it feels like he's getting closer to being a grown up, which is why he wants to go to big school. Now, I did try and tell him, once you get to be a grown up, you want to go backwards. You want to go back to being a kid because they're your best days of your life and the best days of your time. And he said he's looking forward to making new friends. So although he likes the friends he's got at the moment, because I always explain that I went to a school that where my, my big school, kids came from all over the different areas. So I was like in the, like, a school where I don't know, I came from all different areas, like I just said, so I repeat myself. <laughs> so um, he's looking forward to that. So I'm like opening up his network a bit and uh, meeting more people and stuff. But I mean, the difficult thing for me is they're nowhere near close to doing it. So what I got was 
what they think, get close to it and they might get a bit nervy. Like you've got Lexi who's on the brink of going to college, isn't she? That's the next thing. So Yeah, so I asked Andy and Andy's eight, so she's only year four. So she's still got another two years left at primary school. She just said she's not even thinking about it. She did say though, because how our primary school set up, there's sort of a junior end and like a more senior end. So the, there's a transition there already from the sort of junior classrooms where the nurseries is in years one, two and three, I think. Yeah. And then the other side of the school where it's years four, five and six. So she's gone through a little transition there. And she was quite excited at that because it's exciting and it's go up to the, the big part of the school where the big kids are and you're eating a different dinner hall and, you know, you see different teachers. It's a different sort of playground and stuff. One thing she did say was like at playtime now, they talk a bit more rather than sort of, you know, like when there was in the smaller end, it might have played like hide and seek and things like that. So with growing up, she's realised that it's maybe just about talking to her friends a bit more. I do think that has a lot to do with circumstances at the moment because they can't run about, they can't necessarily play games, they can't play tigs and things like that. So, but yeah, for, at the moment, she's not thinking about big school. Yeah, well, well if Ava is thinking, and she's thinking with a belly as per usual, she says... I get to set me on dinner money and I get to choose what I want for me dinner. I'm not told what I'm having. I can choose it at big school. I was like, yeah, you can, girl. That's right. You see, they're all good things, though, aren't they? Good things that are quite exciting when you get to big school. I can remember when I went to big school and the novelty of, because obviously, she's right, you get to choose your own food. And it was, I could choose fizzy pop. He said, like, you know, in primary school, you used to get sports, didn't you? I get water. I was like, what? I can have, I can have some pop with me in my dinner. I can have pop. Like, yeah. The I'm pretty certain you didn't need any additional sugars around dinner time. I didn't, but I thought, this is brilliant. I get to have some fizzy drinks. The other thing Ava is really looking forward to is moving around the school for classes. So in a, I didn't instigate one bit. She said, oh, yeah, you get to move around so you don't stay in the same class. It gets boring when I'm sat in the same seat all day. I can come back from the same seat, whereas in different classrooms, I'll have different seats and I'll, I'll be in different classes with different people. I was like, that's quite cool, actually, because that was quite a good aspect. You know, if you had, like, say, geography in the afternoon, I think, oh, that geography class is quite a good, good fun class and with some good people in it. Or if you're in the French one, you're like, oh, God, I don't do French. Not because I don't want to do French because I'm not good at it. But the classrooms, I'm not really of any friends at all. So I thought, oh, that's quite good, that. Yeah, again, I think you're, when you do move to different classrooms, obviously you're, you're in that environment, aren't you? Best, better environment. Like Ava says, when you're at primary school, you're just in one seat all day long. So you do maths, you do science, history, geography, whatever, in one seat. Whereas when you do move around, I think your brain sort of switches to that area. If you go into an art room, for instance, and you've got all artwork, or you can't but be inspired to do that topic. Same as science, and you're in a science lab, that you know, and then your brain just becomes conducive to that type of learning, doesn't it? So yeah, it's cool, isn't it? And always pray that your next teacher never turned up. Yeah, have you got a substitute? Yeah, it's word searches. Substitute teachers here, and when you used to queue outside your classroom. And like, say, say, like, because our science labs are like opposite each other. So lab one, lab two is opposite each other. But you queue on the same side, like facing each other. So the cure, but it's when have to walk past and you start shoving people fast out to side, like in a pinball in a without corridor. It's a look. It's a point where I'm like, I'm coming through, getting knocked all over. <laughs> I would have loved to have known you at high school. Can you do that sort of thing? Probably, yeah. I asked Lexi what she thought. Because obviously she's gone, she's done the transition from primary school to high school. She's now at the process of going from high school to college. She, and when I was asking her what she thought when went back, 
she just said she kind of got to a point where she thought she'd outgrown primary school and she was sort of felt she was ready for that next step. And I think she's at that point at the moment, she feels like she's kind of outgrown high school and it's now time for a change and obviously into more of an ad- adult environment in it going to college. Yeah, that's quite interesting that because for every one of my transitions, I don't, I don't feel like I outgrew it. I didn't know about it. As weird as that is, I can remember like we went for a walk around high school when we was at primary school. Like I said, next thing you know is I'm there. I remember going around looking, sitting in the big hall, but it wasn't as if I was thinking, oh my God, really daunting. It was like, yeah, I'm coming here. And then next thing I know, I'm there. Same with college. I remember going to, a, like for a day trip to like, you know, go around it and stuff. I remember having to walk around campus and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, I'm there. And I don't really remember the jitteries of, oh, it's a bigger environment. Or I feel like I'm ready to move on. Maybe, maybe that's the maturity thing. I would, like, I'm not very mature, but... I don't think I ever thought oh, I'm ready for the next thing. It just, I don't know, just, it just happened, I suppose. What was it like for you? Do you remember the transitions, really? Not really. I mean, when I went from primary school to high school, I actually missed my last week of primary school because I was on holiday. And in that last week, they did like a trip to school. So I never got to go. So I literally missed my last week at primary school. And then my, my week back in, after summer holidays was straight in. So I didn't really know anything. You know, I just relied on your mates to kind of go, I'm with you. We've got these classes together. Whereas now, I think there's a much softer transition, isn't there? Of, you know, they go for a couple of days, I think, now. Yeah. So we, or, or do you think kids are more mature than we was? Or do you reckon it's a girl-boy thing? Like if, we, if we had boys like his age, we'd maybe get the same in, like interpretations of what we have as in like, yeah. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. I'm not really, don't really care. I don't know if it's like a boy thing or it's a girl thing because girls are way more mature than boys. I can remember when we went to like high school and girls were like like trying trying to be women, weren't they? Trying trying to be really grown up. Whereas I was like tie halfway down my collar, my blazers hanging off me. I'm covered in mud because I'm playing football. Proper child stuff. Pushing. I, I didn't get mature until I was like in my late twenties. Kissing girls in playground. Trying. <laughs> Calling them bogeys and stuff. I used to punch me in I'm like, yeah, I like you. Went down like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Went down like a tree. <laughs> that was a caveman in me. Yeah, uh, maybe. The confidence thing, I think, as well with girls seems to be a bit a bit more. I try and push that into my kids to try and get them a bit more confident. And But I asked Ellie, because Ellie's is interesting, because Ellie, Ellie did three primary schools. I was going to say about Ellie. Yeah, so Ellie's first primary school, that primary school closed. So she then had to go to another one and then she moved away. So she went to a third primary school. She just kind of said that she just kind of took it on chin a bit. It was just one of them things. You couldn't help her primary school closing, you know, so all kids was in the same boat there. And then obviously the, the moves that she made, she just got, sort of kind of got on with it. I think kids are very resilient, aren't they? And the, I think teachers are good at trying to integrate new kids into school and stuff. So, like you said, the school closing one, everyone's in the same boat. So you're going to end up with some of the same friends that are scattered around to the, the, the three big, well, four big schools they've got on it. So they're scattered quite a bit. But the, actually moving away and going to a completely different school, so that's like proper taking you away from friends. Because like even when we went to high school, we went with a certain amount of people that we knew, even myself. Because like I said, I didn't go to a local high school, I went to one that had like crushed small of it. Yes, I had five, six people I already knew, but then I met a lot of other people. Whereas Ellie went completely out of the comfort zone, didn't she, into a whole different friendship circle and stuff and starting again, really. Yeah, absolutely. But like she said, I think the probably her primary school closing and moving to another one probably helped in a little way. 
because she kind of got that already, that initial sort of uh, meeting new people here. When she said about like when she got to high school, that was fairly straightforward because she was going with her friends. She already had that group and she went from her high school was an all girls school. So she obviously went, the, the friends she'd met at primary school, the majority of them were going to this all girls school. So she kind of already had that. And then obviously that from high school to college, the majority of them are going to the same college. You don't hear many same-sex schools anymore, do you really? No, there does suppose there's many about, but I suppose it's the suburbs of big big towns and cities, I think, isn't it? Well, they still do it out, like in, in big cities that I still do it. I think so, yeah. Again, I think that there's still aspects of an all-girls school or an all-boys school that will accept other genders as well. I would say it just seems weird that there is that sort of... I mean, there'll be massive benefits, don't get me wrong, because my concentration levels will probably be a lot higher if I went to an all-boys school. Less distractions... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think the good thing as well, when I look back now, Ellie's got like a really strong friendship group and that's probably developed from school. You know, there's still a core of friends that do things together and I think that's quite nice. i tell you one thing that is interesting, certainly from talking to Lexi today, going from high school to college, of saying what kind of things she's sort of looking forward to. Obviously, she's, she's looking forward to meeting new people. The clothes aspect of it is going to be an interesting one. Because you obviously you go from wearing uniform to wearing your own clothes. And again, that brings a little bit of pressure and it also brings a bit more freedom and expression, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what I mean, because like even like non-uniform days and stuff, they bring an element of judgment, don't they, and things like that. And then when you're at that sort of age of high school, it's even more so to be fashion conscious and like trying to fit in with the different styles and depending on what your click is, if you're a goth or a... Emo, 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 whatever it is. Or if you're like a town, it, there's different styles, you know, like friends and stuff like that. You have like different, like, and when you go to college, that seemed to accelerate. Like, I remember at school, like, we all wore the same uniforms. So you, didn't, you didn't really know that what people really wore, outside, apart from when they came to non uniform days, maybe like some skaters and stuff like baggy pants and stuff like that. Then when you into college, that's when you were like, wow, got all these different, like, I don't know, fashion. We all just wore the same as what our friends wore. When they used to like wear baggy pants and stuff like that, skate stuff and listen to rap music, and then obviously then we went on to like I don't know town stuff. <laughs> you stereotyped everybody in your school there, haven't you? Oh, he's wearing a hat. Oh, he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, I did. That guy's wearing jeans with holes in. He must be a farmer. <laughs> She's got mascara on. Goth. <laughs> it's got, but again, that's what we do, I suppose, isn't it? You make an initial judgment. Yeah. Based on what, what you see. I was always jealous of your school's uniform over my school's uniform. So you you guys wore like a sweater, like obviously smart pants, polo, t-shirt and shoes, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when I was there, we had a uniform, but it was a very relaxed uniform. Yeah. I mean, mine was smart shoes, borderline wearing winkle pickers half the time. That's like, like decent smart shoes, black trousers, a tie, a formal shirt and a blazer. It's like proper, like, to town compared to your schools. Yeah, your blazer was really ugly as well, wasn't it? No, it's all right, my blazer was, I wore a fitted blazer, me. I don't necessarily mean you in particular. I mean, you obviously look smart all the time. Of course I did. My blazer was all right. My year seven blazer was massive and I was told I'd fit into it. You're still wearing <laughs> that in year 11? Yeah. But it's weird how the formality of uniform because like the local high school that you went to now have joined joined in and they now they've got to wear blazers they've got to wear ties they've got to wear formal like smart shoes they can't like get away with like like you know soft shoes which i have classes like uh i don't know like a like a new a trainer like a black shoe 
The interesting thing as well is, obviously, you could wear Monday to Friday the exact same uniform, jumper, shirt, tie, pants. You'll wear that all week. Not one person will go, you had that jumper on yesterday. But as soon as you go to college and you start wearing things multiple days during the week, you're going to be the scruffy kid that don't wash his clothes. Yeah, that is so true. The, the only giveaway for me was when I had like my beans down the top and then I'd have beans down the top again next day. Like, look, you haven't changed your shirt, you scruff back. No, you will have changed your shirt. You just spill beans every day. <laughs> breakfast, yeah. <laughs> you just don't learn. Yeah. But yeah, yeah for, for us, at Ascot, because we had to wear a navy blazer and, it, and like, do you know how you say, if someone's like wearing something different, every now and then there'd be a kid in like a black blazer and he's like, why are you wearing a black blazer? It's navy. But it, I don't know if it's like a hand-me-down or all like that. But like they just stood out like a sore thumb. Because like you'd be in like assembly, you're like, there's a black blazer there. What's that all about? So like smiled and like singled themselves out. I know it's not them, but it was like really weird how like <laughs> where the black blazer came from. I don't know if it was like a hand-me-down from the dad's work suit or something. I don't know. <laughs> just nick your dad's blazer and then just saw one of your school So badge on. But yeah, I, I didn't mind wearing the whole uniform because I've I've always been a person that likes to wear a shirt and a tie and shoes. Basically, find it comfy, but I like to feel smart and look smart. I never really minded it. No, and I think it just saves you the hassle of thinking what, what you're going to wear tomorrow. Yeah. Ryan Leon, my review this week. So, again, it's just me and Andy this week, which I think she really likes. She likes just sort of it just being us two. And do you know what I really like about these reviews? I know we started these reviews, and the idea was obviously to try and get them involved a little bit. But what I really like, and certainly like listening to, to Noah and Ava's, is the passion when they're talking about something, you know, something that they're really into. So I said to Andy this morning, Andy, we're going to do a review today. And the first thing is like, oh, which you get, don't you? Yeah. As soon as we get it, we get going with it. She, she loves it. And, she, you know, you can just tell that she's so excited about it. So we're going to review this week. We're reviewing Fidgets. Fidgets? Yeah, so do you have these? So do you, do you remember the fidget spinners that you used to get? Yeah. So fidget spinners are kind of a, a, a been and gone thing now. Now there's these new things, these poppers, and you'll hear it anyway in Andy's review, but loads of different things to do with your hands, nice and stuff. And the good thing is there's a lot of these things are really good for kids that have got autism. Oh, nice. The, the, the fidget spinner was designed for someone with autism on it. The, her son had autism. She designed it for her son. So I've never heard of fidget. Fidgets. Well, let me warn you, my friend. If Avery and Noah get wind of these, they're going to be all over them. Oh, these school playground non-mixing sessions are probably good because they're uh-huh. not sharing this vital information. Yeah, I had to talk Andy out of spending 25 quid of a Christmas money on fidget stuff. I got her down to, I think we spent a tenner because it's just one of the things at the moment she's just right into. But from what she's done today... What she's done with these fidgets is she started to make her own today. So it's it's things where you can, you know, the fidgets, they keep your hands busy. They're just quite nice to kind of touch and feel. Hence the autism thing. Little pop-it ones that you push a thing in and you can turn it off and you push it to the side, it makes a little sound. She's got a couple of Rubik's ones. So the fidgets, I mean, the Rubik's Cube itself is essentially a fidget, isn't it? You're turning it, concentrating on it. She's got a really good one that's like a ball. Yeah, they're just great. But the fact that she was making her own today, I just think that's, I just thought that was fantastic. That's class. Yeah, I, I need to, Andy, tell me exactly what a fidget is because I'm still not really sure what one is. They're good. And I actually think that they're good for adults as well. You know, just to have something in your hand sometimes, sometimes that helps me, <laughs> helps me think. <laughs> Aye, easy. No, that's Andy, sure. 
I like to be uh, in privacy and, you know, just a bit of quiet time to myself thinking. Sometimes nice. it's what you need. Let's have had this review. Come on. <laughs> Here it is. Leon, do the honours. Press the button. Boop. <laughs> Chicken button. <laughs> Couldn't think of what to do. Right, just me and you again, kiddo. Yeah. It's the best way, isn't it? Yeah. Because we talk. What are we reviewing this week? Fidgets. So you've got quite a few of these next fidgets, haven't you? Yeah. So I remember fidget spinners. Are these yeah. kind of what's taken off over from fidgets? Mm, yeah, probably. Are they still a thing? Yeah, because people within their fidget collection, they have fidget spinners. But, but my fidget spinners, one moves outside and they basically just like rust. What's the point in these fidgets? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just sort of play with them? Yeah, you sort of play with them and people fidget trade like by themselves. So they'll have one person over there and then they'll have one person here. Then they'll be like, who wants an offer for the poppet? And then they'll give them an offer and then they'll take the fidgets and then they help us get the poppet. So you're trading them? Yeah. Right. But I only do it to myself because nobody wants to do it. <laughs> so you trade your own fidgets? Yeah, to myself. Right. A few little fidgets on here. Yeah. What's this one you've got here? This is a purple one. Poppet. It's called, is it? Yeah. And I have a rainbow one as well. And a, so two poppets. One's a rainbow one, one's a purple one. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the two? This one's a bit more flexible and it has a hole in. And this one, you can only kind of move the top and the bottom kind of bits, but the, the side ones are kind of don't move. A bit more rigid, are they? Yeah. And when you pop them, they, on the other one, they kind of like crinkled a little bit. But on this one, it's basically just like a hole. So you've got little dimples on them. Yeah. Oh, they make a little noise. Yeah. Is it quite relaxing then? Is it quite calm? Yeah. So that's a good thing then, isn't it? If you just use it to sort of chill yourself out and mellow yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so we played a little game on these, didn't we, yesterday? Yeah. And shall I just mention that I won? Yeah. <laughs> Which was quite good. So it's a different yeah. way of using it. Mm-hmm. And I'm presuming you can get these in all like different sizes. Yeah, you can get like a mongoose one, you can get unicorns, you can get dinosaurs. What? So that's what shape they're in? Yeah. And so they're all like dimple ones? Yeah. You can get like simple dimples, which is basically like this, but they've got two holes, which are kind of bigger than these ones. And then you can get um something called a dimple, and that's basically got all these holes and like a kind of, not really a flower shape, but kind of like a flower shape. And, and one's like big, one's like small, and like medium and stuff like that. Snake looking one here. This is a tangle. Oh, this is a tangle. So this yeah. is a, a, a bed of plastic, quite bobbly. It's quite And you can squeeze it together, but it's, mm-hmm. it's firm, isn't it? Yeah, and if you get lots of them, you can just like detach them and then put them all together so you've got like a really big one. Wow. And it sort of moves a little bit like a snake fashion, doesn't it? Yeah. Sort of moves in, it moves mm-hmm. out. I suppose if you start to just kind of. It's quite nice and mm-hmm. just to move it around and squeeze it and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's this square one? So you've got a, a rectangular one here that looks like a Rubik's Cube. But it isn't a Rubik's Cube. But it's not a Rubik's Cube because it's sides open. Mm-hmm. It's home. It, it, it just say Rubik's on it. Yeah, it is a Rubik's Cube. So it's from cube. Rubik's. You know, it's not really Rubik's. It's like, if you put them both together, it's like an infinity cube. But if you have one by itself, it's kind of like a fake one that you can put into a star shape. So you can kind of just open it and close it in different directions. Yeah. And there's two in here, isn't there? Yeah. Fixed together. I'll split them apart now. And then they just go into, like, that's a nice little colourful star, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And one's, like, mixed 
open and the other one's not ready. <laughs> so you can't move the shapes on, can you, to get yeah. back to it? They're all the same. Yeah, you can't. You just got like these. You just play with it. Yeah, I play this all the time. Right, and then there's this one here, which is again another Rubik's one. So this is a ball mm -hmm. with lots of little coloured balls yeah. on the inside. Mm -hmm. And you move these balls into spaces. Did you ever used to have one of them little square blocks where you'd have a picture on it with one space free? You'd have to slide them along, slide them aside, and to make so you could mix it all up. No. No, I'll show you afterwards. That reminds me a little bit like this. So you've got these coloured balls, they've all got coloured circles. So the idea is that you move the ball to the coloured circles. Yeah. I really like this. So this is a puzzle then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a puzzle ball. But it's still a little like thinking. Slide this. Why the colours backwards and forwards? Right, so let's rate these then. I'll go with the pimple, <laughs> pimple pusher. Pop it. Pimple popper. Yeah. Pop it, pull, pop it, pimple pusher. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. So this one has got a hole, but that's yeah. only because you've worn it out. Yeah. This so, I did get at Christmas, and it's how much. So you know. Yeah, that's three months worth of popping. <laughs> yeah. What are we rating this purple one? The purple one, I probably were at a nine because it still is good, but it it's like. Easy to pop, but um, because the other one it's kind of hard, like you've got to squeeze your finger in a little bit. And um, but this colourful one, this rainbow, you can hear the noises on it. Yeah, you can't really hear the noise a lot on this one. And then on the other side, it's not like a full circle, it's like a half circle, but it still is nice. Oh, it's quite a nice sound, though, isn't it? Yeah, I still quite like it. Only thing for me, if I had one of these in a meter, I was kind of thinking, right, be relaxed, relax, relax, and suddenly it's like, plop. <laughs> I don't think people will be very happy. No. So we're rating this one the same then. I probably rate that one a ten out of ten. Like, a ten out of ten. Yeah. Right. I like the colours and I like the blue and the orange and stuff like that. It is very pretty. What was the tangle? The tangle one. Yeah. So you said one. Tangle one. What rating this one? Um, an eight, just because it's worn out and I only have one of them. So if you had more, you could put them together and make yeah. it bigger. We're rating that one an eight. The Rubik's square one. Like probably a ten as well, but I really like this. I I literally use it all the time. I like how it's two things that fit together that make one that you can just literally keep rolling it different things, don't you? Yeah, I use this all the time. I do like that. Finally, the Rubik's puzzle. Ball Puzzle. Puzzle Ball thing. What are we rating this one? Probably a seven because if you mix it up, it's kind of hard to put back in. You've got a bit of sponge and you just want to press that as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> I like it. She's just falling down the stairs. <laughs> right, so we'll wrap this up. Yeah. That's our review for this week. Fidget. Fidget. Fidget midget. So we're recommending them for people? Yes. And if you're trading, just trade with yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way, isn't it? Right, nice one. Thank you very much. High five. Yes. Yeah. Right, so that was Andy's review. And like I said, on the back of it, she then started making her own little fidgets. I, I think it's great. It's lovely to see her, you know, come and ask for a pair of scissors and knowing that she's not cutting her own hair. Yeah, nice. No, I'm, I'm pleased she's done that review because I now know what a fidget is and I'm going to try and get my kids involved on getting some fidgets, especially the rainbow ball. I'm going to get them on that. I think, I know we say this every time, but getting them off technology is perfect. I know to, to when Andy was making her own fidgets, she'd sort of gone on YouTube and seen them and then copied it. But then she was still doing stuff herself. I think it, I'm yeah, happy it's... with that rather than a sit for hours and hours and hours watching ends of rubbish on YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't mind mind being on the iPad if using it productively, i.e. 
reading a book on there or if like Ava use her iPad you know to get uh, music notes so she can play on the piano and that so I'm all for that have your iPad as long as you want as long as you're doing something productive it's when they're watching like mine are massively back into it they've gone off it for a while but they're watching people open presents again like you know toys and like watching people open toys I don't get it I do not get it it's, it's up there with the kids watching kids playing computer games play the game yourself it's- play the game yourself it's living your life through somebody else, isn't it? That's the thing. And yeah, I don't get it. But fidget spinners and fidget things, I think, I think are really good. And like I said, the one that Andy had today, we played a game with it. You play little games with them, so they are good. I like it. I'm on board. Tell Andy thank you, and I'm on board with them ones. I'm happy. Good. Another good review. I love it. I love listening to these guys doing their own little view. And like yeah. I said, the enthusiasm for me is just fantastic. I'm the same as you. I, I love the passion of when Andy gets into it, when Lexi gets done with the talking about things, just the passion in the voice. Like they're absolutely loving it. And like you said, we started off as a bit of things to get them involved, and actually turned into a nice little gem that. But mine are the same as yours. When, it, when you say, oh, we're going to do this, oh, I'll say, like, what do you think about schools and stuff? They'll go, oh, is this for dad too? Oh, dad. And the next thing, I can't shut them up. I'm like, oh, we're going to do a review on this. Like, oh, good. Oh. Right, nah, I'm absolutely loving life. Thank God. What have you learned this week? I have learned that it's not advisable to leave kids unattended while you go to the toilet while they're painting. Oh. So last weekend, I started painting the sheds. I don't, I don't know, I can't even mention last week on podcast, but I've painted the barbecue, painted the sheds, and all I do is a touch up bit. So I have like two sheds. We've painted one like a red colour this year and one like a greeny colour. But the touch-up bits, like the porch for the kids' play shed and around the windows, I paint them black because all my borders and my planters are black. So I let them start off painting the porch with a black. thought, right, I'm just off to the toilet. I was like, paint the porch. I comes back in and guess where the paint ended up? It's got to be on somebody's head. No, well, I wish it was on the red. It's on the hard work I'd done the week before, covered in all the red stuff. So I've got like... Like a bit of a red shed with a black stripe on it and stuff like that. Dennis so, the Menace shed. Yeah, Dennis the Menace shed. It's not, it's not that red though. It's at this point, it's like a, like a burgundy-ish purple colour. But anyway, so they've ruined my my work really. So I'm going to have to get the, that colour back out to re go over it. So, But I shouldn't really moan too much. I think, I think the thing I, I need to learn is I go, I'm off toilet, stop painting till I get back it wasn't the fact that they were painting is a problem it's that I left them unattended but you're right it could have been worse one could have had the air in it could be 90 minutes before you're back from Lou though <laughs> yeah do you want to know what I've learned this week go on hit and me this, up this is not just for me this is also for you Ooh. so last week you did say about your paint you know your rusty paint because you've been having your tin upside down you also, yeah. when you come to get your paint out, you shake your tin like you think you're incredible or something like that. It's all a myth. What's the myth? So I've been in contact with uh, a young man I know called Luke Cox. He has his own decorating company. He's a fantastic painter. Do check him out on Instagram because he does some great stuff, not just painting, but wallpapering and all sorts like that. He's, he's brilliant. So I thought I'd just check in with his wisdom. Obviously, he's been doing this for a number of years. And he tells me that you are fine just leaving your paint upright. He's never heard of it before where you turn your pin 
tins of paint upside down. He also says, when you get it open, just give it a good stir. He says, you can shake it, but it really won't make a difference. <laughs> give it a stir. So I don't know who's been feeding you a load of Boris, but... So the shaking and the stirring makes no difference. Is that right? No, the shaking makes no difference because the paint yeah, no. thick. The but stirring does because you mix yeah, but it. No, if, I, if I shake it or I stir it, don't make a difference. Yes, it, no, it makes a difference if you stir it. It makes no difference if you shake it. Why is that then? In stirring and shaking, same blue thing. No, because you're not an incredible oak. If you've got a tin of thick paint, you're not going to be able to give it a proper stir, are you? Yeah. I can shake that too. Sorry, you can give it a stir, but you cannot shake that paint so it mixes. I disagree, but okay, I, I didn't. <laughs> right. But so the tin upside down makes no difference. No, he's never heard of that being a thing before. He says it's uh, all right, just be right way up. Uh, that, one I'll, that one I'll take, but I'm not buying stirring and shaking. If the tin's full, maybe. If it's a brand new full tin, but I've already used it. I've got space in that tin. I can shake it from side to side. And no matter what, I'm going to churn it up. But you're going to get a better mixture with the paint if you stir it. No, I'm going to get a painty stick. And that's not good to me. Oh, no, not a painty stick. Stick covered in paint. I am buying that. Getting back on phone, I want to work with this guy. <laughs> I want to see certificates and his credentials. So I'm not buying it. Check him out on Instagram. He's a good lad. He's a very good painter. He doesn't even know how to get his tins right. He stares and says, checks them. I'm not buying this. Leon, what have we got on next week? So next week, we are having a debate. How big? Oh, big. Fireworks, everything my friend's going to kick off. So next week's episode, Leon, we've got, we're going to talk discipline. And we're going to debate this out, aren't we? What we think is right and what we think is wrong. We have touched on the subject slightly before, but this is coming from a different angle. So if anybody wants to join in and let us know what they think about discipline, how they discipline their children and what else they need. Do you know one thing I've noticed recently, and I did this a few weeks ago, is threatening to turn the Wi-Fi off is a massive player in this house. Yeah, like that would hinder me as well. And I'm always conscious that my kids are going to go, Go on then, see what you've got, lad. Let's see turn that Wi-Fi off. So that might not work for you. And again, these anything discipline-wise doesn't is not a one-size-fits-all, is it? It's not yeah. necessarily what works for you doesn't work for me and vice versa. And we've got different ages of children and things like that. So it's a huge topic, and I think it's going to be a fantastic one to, to have a chat for next week. Definitely. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it because no doubt we'll be on different sides of the fence as per usual. No doubt about it. Right, let's do this next week. I'm looking forward to it. Leon, have a good week. Stay safe, mate. Have a nice one. Keep yourself smiling and we'll do it all again next week. Uh, You too. See you later, mate. Thank you for listening right to the end of this week's podcast and we hope that you've enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dad underscore tales underscore or get involved by emailing us at dadtales at outlook.com. You can also now join our Facebook page by searching Dad Tales. Keep the feedback coming. We are genuinely humbled by all the input and the comments you're providing us. Stay safe, celebrate small victories and keep smiling.